is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. On, yeah, we're on. All right, here we are, Facebook Live podcast, Schaefer Baseball Report, 96. 96. We got, uh, we got a great, great guest tonight, a good friend, um, Coach Trent Mongero. And we got Andrew One Tool Zyke. He's actually on the mic, and we got uh, Drake in, in production training now. Produ- right? Yeah. He'll How cover, long did that cover take? You guys next week? About 10 minutes. He's today. quick. He's quick. He's a communications major at uh, at Queens, so he picked it and up pretty quick. And starting shortstop at Queens? Shortest, yep, starting yep, so Talented, <clears throat> talented. You know what I found out last night? We were looking at it. We were checking it out. What's what's the, the speaker for Trump? Oh, the, the lady. What's her uh, name? Blonde. What's her Kaylee McEnany yeah. or whatever. Married to a baseball guy. Really? Yeah. Rock star. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I always have to throw in a tr- something like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get it. That, that, it doesn't get us in trouble, though, does it? <laughs> 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 Seems to be our viewership's going up. But right. all, all good, man. We got it. We got a... This is exciting. Trent, we, we met uh, at the ABCA. Probably, this was in Orlando, I think. It was down that it was, way. It probably has to be four years, five years ago. Maybe more. That. Maybe longer than that. <laughs> and... Uh, so I, I, I follow a lot of stuff on social media as far as the baseball training and things like that. I'm just I'm always fascinated to see what's you know what's going on out there, what I think is 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 the right approach and what isn't the right approach. I mean, there's you know there's and obviously it's the scales are tipped. There's not very much gray in there. Like ah, I like it or don't. Either you like it or you don't. And um, I started watching your 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 winning baseball and. Um, you know, I didn't know who you were or whatever like that. And you're going through everything, and it just kept coming up. And everything that you were putting out there was, I'm like, this is good stuff. This is real stuff. This is not, you know, this is practical training that I can take, you know, and uh, and utilize in my in, in my school and with our teams and things like that. So it was, um, I'm walking down the aisle, and then here comes this guy I see on social media all the time. And I'm like a social media groupie to Trent. <laughs> so, but we've we've built a relationship. We ran into Springer that day. We Remember, did. we, we and, uh, we hung out we, all day. We hung out all day, and, and now we've uh, we've had this uh, this friendship going on for a while, and this, this absolute baseball respect. And um, I'm excited because Tabor, your son, is going to spend the uh, the rest of the summer with us as uh, will be his host family for awesome. his uh, collegiate league. And awesome. we had a we had a, we had a great night, and I had a great breakfast with him this morning. <laughs> so I I made him steak and eggs. Oh, so that's wow. it. He gets he gets. Well, once, crap. once, get wow. steak and eggs. I get McDonald's sometimes for, yeah. for lunch. That's all I get. That's it. And you have to go get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you right. set the bar high now. I so did, but you know, it's, you know, it's funny. So it, it, it's interesting because his mind, his mind works a lot like yours when you right. start talking to. Because when you engage him into something, he's gone, and everything else is oblivious. So I made this steak and eggs, and I'm I've scoffed my plate already. I'm like gone. And he's got it on his fork, and he's just talking baseball. Right. He's not even paying attention. I'm, I'm thinking, dude, your steak and eggs are going cold, and if you don't eat it, I'm going to come over there and eat that now myself. <laughs> so, but then he apologized because, sorry, I'm talking too much. You know, and I'm like, no, just eat. But he's eat. excited about everything. We're, we're excited about having him. You got a lot of things going on. Obviously, you know, we, uh, we were up, I, we might have been in Appalachia when we were doing the NTIS, and you were talking about getting back from the publishing company your you're winning baseball, right, right? And that was—I remember you stressing out over that because it was part of part of your living. You know, you needed to uh, together. You ended up getting that back, mm-hmm. and now you look back on that, and that's just a small piece of everything else that's going on. Um, you've connected with Trotsky, who's another yeah. guy that I've that I've seen on there. That I've just you know, in the beginning I couldn't get past the hat. Yeah, <laughs> I just I couldn't get past the hat. But then you start to watch everything, and you understand, right. like you know, this, I mean, you see the people that study things, you know, and and really. 
not just try to throw something up there and try to capitalize on it right away. Listen, we're in America, man. Make as much money as you possibly can doing the right thing. You know, we talk about that with teams around here a lot. You know, these teams go out there and they just build massive numbers and they don't even know the guys that are paying them. So it's not about the development of the players all the way down the board. It may be on a couple teams up top. So, you know, that's a frustrating part for me. It's, it's right. very frustrating to watch some of the stuff on 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 Twitter and, and Instagram and Facebook, you know. And, you know, we, we laughed earlier before we got on, you know, Jeff Fry. Mess, yeah. Just messing around, you know, yeah. with the launch angle stuff. And now Jeff is like the next Domingo Ayala. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, holy cow, you know, this is, this is crazy. But we had Jeff on, same thing, you know. I mean, just being practical, you know, just talking about the simplicity of some of these things and the simplicity of the drills and everything else that we're doing. You were talking about blue-collar stuff that you and Trotsky are doing. But first, I want you to talk about the virtual camp. Let's go down that road because that's a big piece wow. for you guys right now. Yeah, um, so we've been thinking all along with the lockdown, you know, with everybody being inside and, and baseball players, a good portion of them are hungry to get better. And they don't really know what to do. You know, the parents don't know what to do. The parents don't, the players don't know what to do. And um, so we have tried to help them and create a plan. You know, creating a plan, that's the hardest part and and putting the pieces together for them. So, um, you know, the blue collar lockdown was first and, it, you know, it's done extremely well and we try to make it extremely affordable and, and it's real. It's, you know, the, none of this is gimmick. Mm -hmm. um, although there's been some people to be like, especially this, this virtual camp, you know, like, really like what the heck can you guys possibly be doing in a virtual camp you mm -hmm. know well if you know nate and you know me we're going to do our best to try to do things 100 percent legit and at the highest professional level and um so we brainstormed and we thought and you know of course we do these camps together you know we started last year and now we got 12 across the country your physical camps our you're physical actually going camps. out you're going right. out and doing them. that's right and three of them got canceled already early we've already been we would already had one you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they got canceled because nobody can fly and get there. Right. And hotel, blah blah blah. So the virtual camp kind of became a concept that we wanted to do, and uh, we just did the first one last Wednesday, and it was it went unbelievably well. And uh, what we did is we took all the footage and we created a little montage to show all the people that were kind of like, all right, what the heck is a virtual mm -hmm. camp? You know. And they can see that it's legit. I mean, it, it was fantastic. And if you're an infield guy, and to me, you know, uh, Nate Trotsky, it, it, you know, arguably is the best infield guy I've mm -hmm. ever been around. And, I mean, I've been around, you know, most of the guys that are – most of them, not all of them. Right. There's a lot more I haven't. But uh, I saw you sit on that panel. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I'm, you know, I'm tight. And it's nothing again. I'm not trying to knock anybody right, else right. down because there's, right. a, you know, a lot of really good ones. But uh, Nate is fantastic, and he put his heart into that, and uh, it was really, really cool. Yeah. We, let, let's talk about what, the practical drills, right? I mean, these things you can do in your garage. you got right. enough space, you can do them, right? And you can right. get better right there all day long. I mean, I, we were laughing a couple of weeks ago and, I used to walk around and put quarters on my elbow and just and just because I like to do it and didn't right. realize that I was training my eye hand, my hand didn't stack up more quarters. Yeah. And, you know, it was like a trick, but, you know, different things like that. But we grew up with walls. We didn't grow up with facilities like we have behind us here. We didn't grow right. up with these coaches. You know, we grew up we grew up with things that we could find in our house. We played stickball, right? We swung a broomstick. We, we, we grew up we, with our imagination. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and we were winning every single game every day. We stepped on that wall, or, you know, right. or, or played. So it was, it, it was, it was. We didn't have to get dropped off. We didn't have to be parented. We did it our own. But we're pretty good, you right. know. I mean, we 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 figured it all out. Where well, there's a difference where we have to help this group figure it out. 
and it's not their fault. It's just how it's just the process of the parenting that's gone along and everybody being kind of not overbearing, but you know, the world's weird right now. We're looking at it right now. So everybody's scared to let their kid go down the street on their own. We used to put the glove on the bike handle and or our bats in the baskets, you know, head on and uh, and head on out and go. But all these all these drills are practical. You guys have you have like a huge library of different stuff, um, and these are things that can be done anywhere at any time. And that's what people don't understand. They don't have to come here or go to an academy to get better. You can get better in your backyard every single day. Yeah, you know, most people are used to being told what to do. Mm-hmm. They go to practice, coach says, you do this, you do this, this is how you do it, you know, and they don't use their imagination. Mm -hmm. It's really just being creative with a wall. Mm -hmm. You know, how can I improve my hands? How can I, what are, all right, so what are, this is the way my mind works. What what do I need to be a good infitter? You you need feet, you need hands, right? Mm -hmm. You need eyes, you need to be able to judge hops, you you know, all these things that we talk about. All right, so how do I work on that on a wall? Mm -hmm. You know, so we've come up at, you know, is it all our own? I don't know. But a lot of it's nature. Yeah, do, do like Springer says. You can say it once. I'll give you credit. After that, it's mine. Yeah, it's baseball. We <laughs> nobody owns anything. But the important thing is to take what's practical. Okay, so what's going to work and not like these pie in the sky, you know, drills that have no relevance to right. an actual game. Right. Okay. And um, so, yeah, that, that's our whole goal is to make everything practical. And what can, as you said, what can you do in a small space? Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do in your backyard? Well, you got to be able to do things by yourself. By yourself. And everybody thinks, I can't practice baseball by myself. Right. It takes more. No, yeah. you can practice by yourself all the time. In fact, yeah. being around Nate and understanding what they do in the Dominican Republic has really opened my eyes because he's been there 15 years as to how much these kids work on their own. Mm-hmm. And they're not highly instructed like our kids typically yeah. are through lessons. You know, they figure it out on their own. There's uh, Growing up, we played. We didn't. Our training came through our playing, right? We mm-hmm. stepped out in the street, you picked a team, you went out and you did it, or you went down the field, whatever. And you're always with your buddies, but you were always playing. Right. And you were figuring it out off of that. Yeah. Where now it seems to be more training than let's go play. And it takes away some of the instincts that are needed to be a good infielder. Like read hacks, I mean, read hops, read hands, read pitches, all that other stuff. Right. React. Um so that piece, that piece is tough. So when, I, when I'm working with infielders, you know, one thing, especially if I, you get them to a point when they're younger to be fundamentally sound, right? Because everything has to build off the fundamentals. So you're going to build a house, you're not going to build the roof first. You're going to build the foundation, Amen. right? So you build the foundation, then you can do whatever you want with the roof. Make it as cool as you want or make it as, as normal as you like. Um, so what I tell our guys is like, listen, I don't want, first of all, I don't want you to be afraid to make a mistake because you know what? We're gonna, we have to be aggressive. And when you're aggressive, Things are going to happen, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. But I want them to modify. I want you to try things off the fundamentals. So if you feel like you got to go for this ball this way, then go for it. And if it works that time, great. You may going to do it again. You're going to do it again. And you know, but that's the level of coaching that comes with stuff that you're doing. Because when you're by yourself, you're not afraid. Right. You just do. That's right. Well, yeah. No, those are great points. You know, yeah, you have to build the fundamental skill sets. You know, you have to be able to pick short hops and, you know, you got to have positive actions, negative actions, glove side, backhand at you, you know, um, go and get drop step, you know, throwing how you throw, you know, everybody works, thinks about defense as just fielding. It's, mm-hmm. That's only half of the equation, right? Throwing, throwing from different arm slots, making feeds, Absolutely. throwing on the run, you know, all yeah. these different things. So once, you know, and you can work at both at the same time, 
and I'm getting ready to get to the other part, but you know, you have to have that foundation and you build that. Then the, the, the next part is just the game, you know, understanding the game. Baseball, we hear, you know, it's chess, right? Well, mm-hmm. there's all these moving parts, outs, runners, score, you know, ball hit here, ball hit there, ball hit hard here, ball hit soft there, ball mm-hmm. in there, you know, cuts, relays, timing, rundowns, bunt defenses, first and third. You're just talking you about know? the shortstop. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Oh, everything that goes on right I there. I keep hitting the table, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting excited. Yeah, this, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, this isn't our most expensive studio. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the point is, is to me, you know, we work on the skill sets to the cows come home. We take hitting lessons, you know, we take pitching lessons. Mm-hmm. We very rarely do we focus on defense, but we're starting yep. to do more of that. But the game, understanding the baseball IQ mm-hmm. is so missing. All right, so then you, you know, going back to your point, when you're building the skill set, you know, you got to be an athlete, right? You, you don't want to coach athleticism out of players. Mm-hmm. You know, part of being an athlete is, is, understanding how you move and you know moving freely and having mm-hmm. the confidence to move freely and make plays and not feeling like you have to be a robot on every play well yeah. when you're by yourself working you start to figure these things out you set it what works what doesn't work you know what works best for me do i like you know do i like to feel that ball and that you know man that works i was able to do that a bunch of times in a row but when i try to do it that way it don't work hardly good at all and you just figure it out. It's kind of like a video game where you're moving up levels. You figure out the little cheats, and then you figure out what works. And then the next time you play it, you don't have to figure it all put out it, again. Put it anywhere in the game. If you go into the yeah. plate, you're gonna you're gonna find out the pitch that you handle the best. Right. Right. And you're gonna go. You're gonna look for that at a certain point. Same thing with the defense. That's that's your movement to a certain play. And it's a funny story. But I was in Vancouver and I got sent down from the White Sox. Marv Foley, old catcher. Marv and I not we didn't like each other at all. Right. <laughs> we didn't like each other in spring training. We, we we never liked each other. Right. So he's my manager now. And, I, and they, they tell him, well, oh, you know, send him down big league, put him at short. He's playing short. So first day, ball ball to the five hole, and I come around this way, and it kind of takes a weird little click, and it just catches the top of my uh, – because I probably had to cover the ground that Springer was on the other side too. So, <laughs> so But uh, it, it, it pops up, you know, and, and they give me an error, rightfully so, you know. But, it, you right. know, a little hop that I could have clicked, but it, I didn't. So I go in, and Mark Foley, who's a catcher, goes, is that how you're going to feel that ball every single time? I said, dude, you better believe that's how I'm going to feel that ball every single time because I'll probably feel 980 off of that ball. Right. You got to see the one. Next inning, I go back out there. There's a slow there's a slow ground ball that just gets past the pitcher. Just just to piss him off, fired it behind my back the second we turned two. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to ask me if I'm going to do that again? Probably not. But just, you know, but, yeah. you're, but you're good. But, you know, but it, it, it's I, 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 lo- I love the defensive part, and that's what got me to the big leagues, right? You know, my offense was good enough to, to compete and be in the starting lineup offensively, you know, in, in, in AAA and – but the defense was was it. So the approach for me, especially when I got to the big leagues and I was a utility guy, I would have my routine, right? You'd have your routine. But my routine was game situations for me every single day because I wasn't a starter. But I, that, I might not get in the game that night, so I better take my practice like my game and go out. And, and so I'd right. take 50 to 75 ground balls at third, 50 to 70 ground, 75 at short, and second. You know, so I would get almost 200 ground balls every single day, and everyone had a purpose. That's the part that drives me crazy is is that they don't challenge themselves enough in practice. And we had Dusty Wathen in here, and we and it just it clicked because we've done it all along. Dusty always said you have to make the practice harder than the game. Mm. Great, awesome, man. awesome, right? I mean, it's like holy cow! Now you know we we did that because we wanted to challenge ourselves all the time um, and work on things, but that piece. 
because of the paralysis by analysis, you know, and all that, you know, we, we teach foot down, fire, hand, stick it on top, that nobody can just go about and do. And when you find those guys, and it's usually, and this is my theory on, on, on the Latinos in the infield in the big leagues, is that because you think this, they don't have everything. They don't have this academy. They don't have this. So they just play, 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 and figure out how it works for them. And it's pretty athletic and pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very natural. Very and natural. Just a disclaimer: uh, back uh, feeding behind your back to second base to, as a pivot, as a feed to a yeah. double play. Young people probably don't want to implement that one right up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to build up yeah. to that one. Uh, you know, uh, but it coach, ends up being an easy move. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I would have loved to. Have I'm gonna have our guys come in here and twelve years ago be, be like, that. "Save, I heard you say." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got coaches listening online going on. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, no, like training, it, it, it's all about um, purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And and what are you trying to get out of it? Where do you want to go as a player? Who do you want to become? You know, you got to figure those things out. And then one of the key elements to training, one is taking pride in your defense because it that's – we talked about defense as having – defense having two parts, fielding and throwing. Mm-hmm. And then we talked – all right, baseball has two parts, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, everybody's focusing on the offensive side. If you can't play D, you know, how many DHs are in the big leagues? You know what I mean? And there's seven billion – Two D- now. Yeah. Two now. Yeah. The DH and the second baseman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you better learn how to play defense is the point. And in order to be the best defensive player, in my opinion, you have to train at a level higher than what you have to perform in the game. You want to make the game easy. Okay. So if you watch the drills that we're doing, just use the two ball drill off the wall, you know, where you're six feet off the wall, right? You got 20 seconds and we got players literally like using game action throws, not Mm -hmm. being a gerbil, Mm -hmm. you know, getting 50, 53 reps. In 20 seconds, six right. feet off with two tennis balls. You need, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, are you going to... It's what, not an easy drill. No, it, but it looks easy if you watch it. it looks yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because you, uh, you can edit. My, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, my point is, you know, so now in a game when you got to make that quick transition, turn a double player, get the ball out of your glove, it's there. You're yeah. trained at speeds higher than right. the game, right? So all the drills that you do and you have to build up to that that's another part everybody wants to be there no matter what the drill is they want to be performing it at that level the first or second time they do it yeah. it's not realistic you know you you have to build on your skill sets mm-hmm. and you get comfortable and you know i notice it at camps like so we teach the big five infield and drills mm-hmm. at our camp and others and, um, you know, we do them like two to three times over the course of a weekend. Once It takes a while to teach them and do them. And by the third time they're doing them, holy cow, it's like they look like they've been doing them for a month, you know. Right. They figure it out. And the better players that are more athletic figure it out faster. Well, and then, and then, and then it's – and once you figure it out, don't stop doing it because everything has to become muscle memory. And that, that's what this game is. You right. know, for us, it's, it's muscle memory. Can you repeat? Can you repeat? The other thing I want to talk to you guys about um, – is the mental approach to to playing defense? You know, it's it's one of the toughest things in, in the world to do is to play up the middle. I mean, you, we were going through scenarios before, all these different things. You know, back forward, whatever. There's, you know, there's over 12 million scenarios, one way or another, that can take place in a baseball game. Right. And we're in a game of anticipation, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have to you have to you have to have a free head, right? Basically, because you can't be worrying about hand out, tucked in, going, step left, step right, right. So we we use those. 
we use that stuff in our practice and then it has to become natural you know it cannot be and you see it all the time you see it on the field it becomes it becomes mechanical right and once things start to become mechanical that tells me that you're thinking and you're not free mind reactionary and then you get you get tied up um, maybe I just wasn't bright enough to worry about that stuff and I just went I just went and did you know yeah. but I think I, I think over the years you know I had taken so many reps so many reps at such a high level that because that was my makeup it wasn't just let's go fundamental and go I can't stand when a guy just lobs the ball across the diamond I yell at Dylan all the time Dylan you know I mean you don't have to throw 110 percent but you know throw to you throw to where you're going upper body you know throw you know do what you're supposed to be doing because you can't this game is not a game that you can not do it the right way and then think you're going to turn it on and do it the right oh, way no and doubt. we see through this we see through the virus right now like how many kids did not work out did not prepare and they come yeah. back and you lose this game fast because it is a skill it's not like okay i can go lift weights and then i can get back to that you know it's, it's not one movement it's so many different movements involved I agree. That's why they play spring training so long yeah. before, right? You, they, you got it takes a while, and they and guys are preparing even before spring training because mm-hmm. they got to show well. But so it, it, it's definitely a, a long term mm-hmm. development thing, and muscle memory is a real deal. Mm-hmm. And the younger you are, the less your muscle memory. So you have to stay on things. And and to me, there's another element to this. So when you're learning things, you got to. It's an art. Mm-hmm. The game is an art. It's not just a, a science. It's not all robotic, step one, step two, step right. three. Okay, there's an artistic flow to what's going mm-hmm. on, but there's an attention to detail at the same time. So like to Nate's analogy is like, you learn how to play the guitar by with chords. I don't play, mm-hmm. but he's, you mm-hmm. know, he said, you learn, you have to follow the rules. He's like, you got to follow the rules when you learn how to play guitar. And when you get really, really good, then you get to break all the rules. Right. You know, at that point, you can break right. rules. And, you know, so like if you watch us take ground balls, our feeds might not be textbook. You know, we might, arm slots might drop down. We might yeah. be a little lazy. But, you know, we've done it so much, you literally become an expert at it, you mm-hmm. know. And at that point, um, you know, you can break rules. You, you, you figure out what, what works best. You modify off the fundamentals. The, 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 the greatest fun. in the game can modify off, off of fundamentals. Yeah, it, but they it, don't have the attention. A lot of the kids shape don't have the attention to detail they get sloppy you know they get sloppy with their posture they get sloppy with their glove actions they get you know there's a lot of things they get and then the muscle memory develops wrong and they're not good enough to break the rules yet so So, you know as as far as a player goes right right i was was good enough to get there good enough to stay there for a period of time i was never going to be a superstar i was always you know whenever there was a trade or somebody coming up and down my i'm sure my name was brought up every single time so you know, the fundamentals were, were key. You right. know, do the right thing, play the game the right way every single day, practice. Don't put yourself in a position to say, you know, he's lazy or he doesn't go about things a certain way. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you, I, I, I struggle with kids along those lines because the things that we pass down to them, you know, sometimes you get eyes rolled, and I just get it from my kids all the time, from, you know, from, from Zach and Dylan. Now they're starting to click. They're maturing, start to understand. And they're, they're mature enough to look around and understand, okay, now I see what he was, you know, he was talking about. But that piece right there is, is critical to me. And we'll, just to emphasize what we're talking about is the practice is not just practice. Once you get to the fundamentals, like you're talking about the guitar, then modify and try right. and figure out what works best and then become loose. You know, are we getting questions or? Oh, we got one. Um, Basically sums up. It says, uh, from when you guys played to now, what's the difference between 
the player, the player mentality and physicality from from when you guys played to now? I got it. You want me to take it? We'll both do it. You go first. Okay. Uh, to me, <clears throat> there's a lack of, of – and I, I have to be careful when I say this because there are – you know, we're talking about a very general thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall toughness, you know, um, I think is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, there are guys that are very tough right now, and then there's, there's a lot of guys that aren't. And um, we could probably talk for three hours as to why. Um, but I do think that – you know, I think it's important that parents and coaches prepare their child for their path, okay? They need to prepare the child for their path. What is your path? Where do you want to go? What are your goals? And you prepare the child because there's going to be failure. There's going to be difficulties. Sure. Don't try to make everything simple for them and easy for them. they got to figure it out. Baseball is a game of failure. And if you don't learn how to deal with that, right, then you're, you're not going to make it. So, unfortunately, I'm seeing as a 28-year veteran of coaching high school baseball, by choice, that's my level, is I'm seeing more and more parents trying to prepare the path. They're like going ahead of their child and they're preparing the path, trying to move all mm-hmm. these obstacles out of their way so that they can have this easy, and heaven forbid they suffer any, you know. And, and I don't want to act like I got it all figured out, you know, because he's got you know sons that play i got a son that plays and i got you know a daughter he's got a daughter that do other things it it applies to all avenues of life it's not just baseball but when you start preparing the path for the child okay now you're to me you're setting your child up for failure and when when they get up to the higher levels they don't know how to deal with adversity they they make excuses they want to point fingers um i I think Mm -hmm. there's more of that for sure now to me that's the big difference other than these kids have way more opportunity like you know we, i didn't have camps i didn't mm-hmm. have hitting facilities i didn't have you know i didn't even have a bucket of balls i can go a tee or a net in my back we didn't have any of that like literally when i was in high school we didn't even have it i we didn't have a batting cage we didn't have a tee we didn't have an l screen when i was in high school you know so forget about having it at your house you know and so you can go online right now if you're smart and you know what you're looking for you can find quality mm-hmm information and coach yourself mm-hmm. you know we had to try to learn it you know i was 15 years old at bucky dent baseball school in florida before i ever learned that one you of can the greatest actually, home runs ever hit by a yankee there you go <laughs> before before i realized you could actually take you know go backwards to field a ground ball you didn't you know it wasn't always just going forward you know mm-hmm. you get drops he was the first right. guy to tell me that because i had heard my whole life charge charge charge, charge, charge. charge. Yep. right yep. so um anyways that's a long answer for that question, but what's your take so, on it? So, a couple things. One, um, entitlement. We, we, we've created this, this baseball environment where they, people feel like if I write a check, he's entitled. So now we have to coach to a point where got to get him innings, got to get him in the game, got you know, to make the parents happy, whatever. Because we're, we're in a business as well, right? right? No doubt about it. So these kids expect certain things when they don't necessarily – earn certain things right right especially in our environment we grew up i i mean i grew up like i said i had i never had a two-year contract in my life i had a, a one-year contract every single year one day <laughs> basically you right. know what i mean you don't right. you could be gone tomorrow there's no there's no guarantee and when you're gone the, the you're not paid so my my mindset is like you know i had to earn everything i had and i was always the smallest right yep. so i had to seem to like i always had to like show more um 
So I, I, that part really drives me crazy because I get texts and I get phone calls from parents and things like that. Like, you know, like, dude, really? Are you kidding me? He's not that good. Right. You know, he really shouldn't be on the field as much as he is, and he is, because we're trying to develop him. And maybe he's on his team now, and he might not be on his team tomorrow or the next day. That's my mindset, because that's how I had to approach, you know, my game, my, my thing. The other thing is we're so scholarship-driven right now mm. Good point. that these kids no longer play the game just to play the game. That's why, you know what, I'm not happy that we have a coronavirus, obviously. Right. It's crazy. Um but the fact of the matter is, now you got to go play, and there's not going to be a recruiter there. There's not going to be a scout. There's nobody going to be there. So let's just see how much you care about this game and how much you love to play this game. Because that's the part right there that everybody is trying to get seen. or everybody, or everybody, And the people that are trying, the people that have created the entitlement are the ones telling us that, well, my kid's a D1 kid. He's a D2 kid. I want to go to this school. Like, give me your, I, When I ask for dream lists from kids, I, it's, 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 I'm like, Phew. Okay, here comes that honest conversation. Right. And half, and not half the time, but a good percentage of the time, when you have an honest conversation with a parent about the level that these kids are at, they'll pick up and leave. Because here's the mm-hmm. other thing we talked about earlier. Some of these people think the uniform you put on makes you a better player, right. not the work. Right. right. Right? Not the work. I don't care who you play for. You can go get better with any team you want. You can get better. So they, they peel the kid out. And they, and they take them somewhere. So there's too much parent involvement. That's preparing the path. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Too yeah. much parent involvement. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, money creates entitlement. Yeah. Um, and even even sometimes money doesn't create entitlement. We have our nonprofit in here. You deserve a chance. We've, we've helped people along the way. And there's almost like, and I'm not saying appreciate what we're doing. I'm not saying come in here and, and give us hugs and bank and cry and all that other stuff. We're doing it for a purpose and I'm doing it for the kid. I'm not doing it for the parent. Right. So that 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 piece of entitlement is is really difficult to get over. Like I said, and even the ones that we we've scholarship to helped out don't even understand what they have, you know, because now they're expecting something. Right. So we talk about Legion. You know, I grew up playing Connie Mack, and we had this conversation. This conversation has probably come up every week for the past three weeks, four weeks, right? I grew up playing when I was in high school. The same guys I played with in little league, that was my team. Here we are now at 16, 17, 18 years old, right? Well, the same guy that wasn't the starter every single day at this age still wasn't the starter. Maybe some guys kind of found their way in or whatever. Right. But he knew his role on the team, and he knew what he was going to play, and that guy showed up in uniform to be part of that team and to be part of baseball because he loved it. Mm-hmm. And not because if I, you know, I'm supposed to play X amount of innings. Right? Oh, when am I going in, coach? Oh, that drives me nuts, man. That drives me absolutely nuts. I'd be sitting there like, Coach, uh, what inning am I going in? Coach, you know, like, dude, you're the player, I'm the coach. You got it? And then five minutes later, ask me again. Then ten minutes later, ask me again. I'm like, that's it. You ask me again, you're not going to play all weekend. How's that? So... In high school, if they were to... Good question, dude. <laughs> that took us, took us to the next stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had one player in 28 years ask me, could, could he be put in the game? And I, you should have seen the look on that. <laughs> uh, if looks could kill, right? Yeah. Um, so how many players on the transfer portal right now? 900 plus? Oh, my gosh. Might be a thousand. A thousand, thousand guys. guys. More than thousand. openings, yeah. All right. So that yep. that is proof of yeah. what you're talking about. Sure. Okay. Everybody has these... Look, it, we are not shooting down dreams and goals. So let's no. be clear about right, that. Right, absolutely. Okay, we're not. But at some point, you got to get real. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to get real. At, to me, after 28 years of watching things evolve, I feel like more people want to are more worried about their signing day 
yeah. and inking <laughs> to the University yeah. of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Yep. You know, and yeah. then they never touch the field. You know, they're yeah. sitting on the bench or they get redshirted yeah. or whatever and they're disgruntled and yeah. they end up transferring. How about just figuring out where you fit? You know, figure out where you really fit and get over your like the signing and the social media post of you know i've committed and and again like there are certain players that are good enough to play at these places so it's going to happen you know and they're over recruiting a lot of instances so you have all this hype around everything and people get jealous over other people that they know you know because little johnny over here my buddy committed with you know University of South Carolina, whoever. Sure. And now they're, so there's just all these dynamics, but that this is where it goes back to the parent. You have to prepare the player for the path. And part of that is figuring out where are my, when I got a, if I have a Jeff Schaefer in my life, I'm listening to you. If I'm a parent and you're talking to me and you're saying your son really, you know, is a, you know, he could, he's a fringe D1 guy. You know, whatever. I'm just making this up. He's a fringe D1 guy, but he could go D2, and he's probably going to get on the field every day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go D1, you're looking at a possible red shirt. You know, if you even get in there, and you might not step on the field realistically to you're a junior if they mm-hmm. don't over-recruit uh, recruit over the top of and you. And they're going to re- be recruiting yeah. behind you. And behind you. there, too. Yeah, every year. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to you, you know, and I'm going to have a much better experience. Everybody wants to play. That's why there's a 1,000 people on the tra- sure. <laughs> Divi- Division right. one transfer portal, sure. I think. It's yeah. Good just division one that's a just think about how many players that are those, those aren't the ones that are staying at the school these so are the like ones. andrew said that's how many players are in the portal there's not right. even enough roster spots for the players in the portal right so you're going to go in the portal and where are you going to go but see that goes back to what we we're talking about like you don't have the fortitude to go ahead and fight to try to get yourself back on the field right. fight and make yourself better you're just going to go well like they, like we've done like now like i said the parents going to put him in a different uniform because you think that's going to help and go on and on so now this kid's going to take that same mentality he took in travel showcase baseball and go i'm not real happy here or i don't want to work hard enough or i'm you know and then i'm going to go play over here or dad's going to start a team and that mindset and that that develop because you're developing the kid's thought process too. Like he's sitting in class, like I'm, you know, I'm thinking, man, okay, you know, my father said, go work harder, dude. You're not on the field, go work harder. Shafe, I don't talk about my path very much. Mm-hmm. I just don't. But it 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 applies to everything that we're talking about. And not that I want to put a feather in my cap, yeah. but you know, I walked on in college. Let me know. say this before you go down there yeah. about yeah. about about your path right. and about any, anybody's path. That's the position we're in, okay, to kind of like negate this and give this information to these kids. So don't ever say, I don't ever want to talk about my path because your path changes things. You know, our path with UDACF is changing people. You know, our path with coaching these kids on the weekend and just, you know, you know, being, being, being men to them, not right. being, you know, hey, thanks for your check, pat them on the back. You know, we're being right. men to boys and trying to make them boys. So, you know, don't ever do that. You know, that, I mean, you have value we all have value in our experiences. It right. turns into wisdom, right? Right. And if you're not passing that down, then it's it's wasted. So, well, take it yeah, from there. I just don't, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't like doing it, but I do think that there's value in it. That's why I right. want to share it. You just said, like, um, so I had some really tough times, you know, finding my way into to college baseball, one, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm not going to get into the whys of that, but I ended up walking on. At Florida, so here's the I walk on at the Division Two National Champ 
school, Florida Southern, in 1985. I make the roster as a JV player. Okay, well, as at a D2 JV player, even at National Championship School, that's if you know the the landscape of college baseball, that's not looking too bright for you, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you you know, but so, anyways, I played. I hardly got on the field on JV. Okay, so but I was there and I was working and I was growing and I was figuring things out. But I I got hungry, like I felt like a, you know, I wanted to play, you mm -hmm. know. So I I made a decision, and it's going to sound a little hypocritical. But I'm going to explain the why. Okay, I did transfer out of there to a junior college because I realized at a Florida Southern, I did my own self-analysis. For me to play on varsity at Division II national championship level probably was not going to happen. Right. I needed to go be developed and try to figure this out. So mm -hmm. I took a step back. Like to me, that was we were playing the JUCOs in Florida at the JV level, and mm -hmm. I was like. Holy cow. Some good These teams are freaking amazing. <laughs> you know, like they could beat our varsity team at Florida Southern or hang with them. So I transferred to JUCO. What did I have to do? They weren't willing to give me a scholarship. I walked on again. Okay. I had to earn my spot, you know, at a Florida JUCO. I earned it. By the end of the fall, team teammates voted me team captain. Okay. Coach put me on full academic scholarship for the spring. So he recognized I was growing. I was finally mm -hmm. growing up. I was a tiny little guy. Like we have mm -hmm. that in our genetics. And um, so then from JUCO, where do I got to go? I got I'm, I'm not gotta, tiny. I'm not tiny. Yeah. <laughs> He's small. small. Small, not tiny. All right, we're small. Sorry. <laughs> we were, all right, we're small. Um, so, so, yeah, here we go. I'm, junior college is over. So now I got to go somewhere else, right? Well, I'm academically ineligible because, to move, go anywhere because I didn't graduate from junior college. They didn't take all my credits from Florida Southern. So I'm right. going to sit out no matter. So I walk on at UNCW, right? I walk on at UNCW. So I'm, a, they read, I'm an academic redshirt. Mm -hmm. I'm there getting no money. And then the next year, I continue to grow. I move from second base to shortstop. My arm's improving. My bat's improving. My speed's improving. I'm growing up. I'm learning the game. I'm a student of the game because I, I realized that I had to so right. much. I had to grow. But I'm taking – so I'm, this is an encouraging thing for players. But it's showing the fight. There was no path that was prepared right. for me. I was making my own yeah. path. So I go to UNCW, and uh, that year that I sat out, you know, I played in the summer in Greensboro. I literally traveled four hours back and forth to play games. People are like, huh? Yeah, there was no I-40. Okay, I was going 441 back and forth. I had summer school in the morning, two classes to get eligible again, you know, be fully eligible right. that next year. Traveling to Greensboro, playing until mm -hmm. games start at nine o'clock at night. I'm driving four hours back, going to class. Whoa, you know, people go, oh, well, that's real. That's true. That's yeah. what I did. The very next year, my junior year at UNCW, I was conference player of the year in the CAA as a shortstop. So I, w I went from a guy that, you know, could barely, st I'm not even playing on JV. I'm like a backup on JV at Florida Southern. Go to JUCO. My JUCO, by the way, we, we lost in the state championship at 36 JUCOs in Florida. I was team captain on that team, but I was still a little guy, just a scrappy, hungry guy. To redshirting at UNCW from an academic standpoint, because I was ineligible, to being conference player of the year, then the next year into the Braves system. So, so the story to me and all that is that you wanted something. Right. Right. It wasn't my, my dad's going to fix it for me to make sure it gets it's done. You wanted something. So you figured the path and you were smart enough to evaluate and say, OK, I may not be the best in this scenario right now, right. but I'm going to make myself the absolute best I possibly can be. Right. And that's going to hopefully get me to where I want to go. The other piece to that is you just love to play. 
Well, I don't know that all these kids necessarily love to play. Right. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's to me, it's like, are you kidding me? You, you know, you, you had to want to like be here every single day. Like I love going up to the fields, just going up to the fields, messing around. I'd get up there and I, I I'd look at an infield. First thing I think is I want to take ground balls. <laughs> now, whether I can physically do it or not, right. you know, you can, anymore, you, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, but you know that, that that's the mindset. So you're, you know, you go back to the fighter. You know, how many of those kids do we see? And it's it's funny you bring that up because when I get a group of kids together, and and I don't, I don't I listen. I grew up in an environment that fought. I mean, that's just how my world was. I mean, you had to fight in school. You had to fight, protect your, your sister. You had to fight on Friday nights. You know, you you with fought your fists. After, with literally with with your fists, right? right? <clears throat> so you so you you know you, you have that in you. So I would get all these kids together, and I would say, okay. So let's say there's 50 kids. How many of you guys have ever been in a fist fight, right? Four would raise their hand, right? One, you already saw it in his eyes. You knew who the crazy dude was, right? <laughs> okay, I know he's going to raise his hand, that guy, right? The other three, after I said, not against your brother, they would drop their hands. And that one crazy dude would be sitting there like that. <laughs> there like that. But it's but it's 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 not an eight. Like, so I have a, a, a group of guys that I grew up with. I mean... That was part of what we did. Not that I'm saying everybody go out and have a fist fight. I'm not saying that, right? I'm not. That's just how. That's just how I was raised. Um, but now it's you know. But you have that in you because when you're down and somebody's getting ready to take you out, you figure out how to get out of it, right? And get on top or win or whatever. And toughness. It's it's it, it, it's it's just not. It seems like yeah. the toughness comes from the moms now. Because <laughs> I know my boys are tough. True. You know? No, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to add is. You know, falling in love with the process. So mm -hmm. it's like the want to mm -hmm. versus the have to. Okay. If you feel like you have to go to the field to get work mm -hmm. in, I have to go in the backyard and throw balls out the wall. You know, college baseball one is not for you, period. That tells me right there, like, you're not on the right path. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you doing this? If all you want to be, is a high school baseball player and put on a uniform and be as good as you can be through practice. Nothing There's nothing wrong. wrong. That's great. Nothing it's wrong awesome. with that. Okay, but don't fool yourself into thinking that you, you know that you want to play in college. Right. People don't. Part of the the thousand people on the transfer portal is they had no idea what they were getting into. Okay, the idea of playing college sure. baseball, sexy Division One, sexy versus the reality of it, sexy. You know, it's like, oh my God, you yeah. know, like. You know, they, they have no clue, no. especially if they didn't come from a really good high school program. Mm -hmm. They definitely don't have any clue. So, but falling in love with the process, you know, like that has to be fun. The work has to be fun. It's not even work. It's a bad word. The, the preparation, mm -hmm. you know, the process has to be fun for you. If it's not, why you, you know, it's not, maybe you need to be doing something else. You know what I mean? Play the game as long as you can. But, you know, if you truly have goals. Yeah, the pressure, sometimes the pressure of the families that have put so much money into the kids from travel right. ball and go, you know, I've spent the whole, your, all your college tuition for you to get a scholarship. Right. And you really don't want to play. So, the, you know, there's pressure from, the, from, from that end also. Right. So, you know, I mean, the big, I think a big piece of our conversation right now is that parents, you got to understand what you're doing to these kids, you know, one way or another. It's either they love it, and if they don't, it's okay. Right. You know, it's okay to stand around the water cooler and go, my son's not playing anymore. And it's not okay to stand around the water cooler and go, my, my son just got a scholarship to UNC three years ago, but never played. Right. Never played. Never got on the field. You know right. I mean? So they, and, and people, don't, people don't trust that they spend this money, 
and they put them in these environments, whether it's our environment or another organization. There's good organizations out there. There's good people doing good things in in this game, and that's sure. you know, and that's the beauty of what we're doing up in Knothole because I want to like those are the people I want around us. I don't right. want the Yahoos around us anymore. I, I want to pick and choose who we who who we want. But you know, you 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 can't create that scenario that's going to make everything kumbaya. Like, right. I know my son Zach is going through this process in his head. He's working his tail off to try to go to the next level. And he, has, and he wants to pitch at the D1 level because, in his mind, that's where the greatest competition is. And if I can get on the bump, I, I, you know, I can do that. But he's also a smart kid, and he's like, well, you know, I, I think I like law school, too. So maybe I just go to college and, you know, I do something along those lines. <clears throat> so he's, we've created somebody, a free thinker in that sense. Right. If he walked up to me, I told him from day one, day one, because, you know, we're baseball people. And, I mean, if you open a drawer in my house, there's either going to be a baseball in there, a batting glove, uh, you know, something to do line with the game. Every, in every, <laughs> a lineup card in every, in every single room. Right. You know? But I told him from day one, you want to play golf, I'll carry your golf bag. You want to go bowling, man, I'll go keep score. I'll do whatever. You know, never put the pressure on him to be that. I talk about that all the time. I told Tabor all the time, you know, it has to be what you want to do. I'm, I, I don't love you because you play baseball. This is not conditional. I don't love you just because you played well today. And, you know, I love you regardless. And you can choose whatever path. You don't have to do what your dad did. And, of course, he's like, you know, shut up, Dad. I want to play, right. you know, baseball. But, you know, I have to show that just as much as say it. Yeah. Is that you know I love you regardless, and I'm going to support you. And it and the game is not who you are. You know, mm -hmm. it's just what you do. It's just it. it's a game. You know, yeah. and people wrap up, and we get caught in that as ex professional players. Like you get released, and you're like, what am I going to do? Who yeah. am I? Right? You know? Yeah. Who am I? So it's it's very important as parents that you you keep your kids grounded, you know, and expose them to other sports and different things and playing instruments. Find out where they're true, you know. What they like. What they like and what they're what good What makes at. them happy. I mean, you, makes them happy. I have one example real quick of a baseball player that I cut who was, the parents were more devastated than he was, but he was devastated. He got over it quick and he went to track and they ended up getting a full scholarship, you know, in track and field. Mm -hmm. That he never would have came. He couldn't even step on the. And couldn't make the team, you know, right, for us. Right. So, you know, and here he is getting a track scholarship because that was what his true blessing in life was. Right. That was his, what his skills were. Even though he had, because he had always played baseball, the parents feel like they gotta, you know, stay on that path. Right. And maybe, it, maybe it's somewhere else. So, you know, I think the parents get wrapped up in the identity of their kids as well. We we all know that's been going on for a long time. Even mm -hmm. through our generation, there are parents who live through their kids. It's been going on forever. But it's a little bit more now. And, um, you know, I, I just think you have to – love can't be conditional. And, you know, we can go down a lot of rabbit trails here. I mean, I did a podcast with, with Nate couple weeks ago about you know the pitfalls of coaching your own son yeah. you know you're coaching your sons I had to coach mm -hmm. my son in high school mm -hmm. you know it's it, the the challenge of the you know daddy ball or whatever right. um, and trying to educate these parents who do have to coach because ultimately we wouldn't even have coaches anymore in at the youth level to a large sure. degree right. if unless you didn't have the dads, if you yeah. didn't have the dads sure. helping out so yeah. it's a it, it's a give and take thing right. but can they handle it you know, so anyways. Amanda, you know, yeah. Amanda says you, you're so hard on on your, on your boys. Right. Like, yeah, you know, there's all eyes here. Right. You know, and, and the other part about being and and Drake's sitting right here. Drake's dad yeah. pitching the big leagues, and right. you know, you, you he'll tell you as well as you know Tabor and my sons is that 
more people, I don't want to say more people, but a lot of people hope for failure in them and not success. Right. You know, they don't want them to succeed because they think right. they're entitled. They think they're <clears throat> entitled to getting everything, and they don't even realize, like, you know, grind them. Like, listen, dude, you know, there's good, there's good and bad in being born into a baseball family and born into some type of pedigree with the game. And part of it is, yeah, you're going to get this knowledge, you get this wisdom, but these 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 things that other people don't get just because we've done things at a certain level. Right. And then the bad is that, you know, because you get that, people are jealous of it right. and don't want you to succeed or just, you know. So it's 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 not it's not an easy thing to coach your kids, but you are right. Without the dads in the beginning, I just wish wish there was more education for those guys because, and not so much on the on the the higher levels of the game, but just on the fundamentals. You know, just your basic stuff to make sure that these kids go out there and compete. Because another thing that happens with losing retention in our game is that the game isn't taught how to be played because if you understand how the game is played you can compete you can win if you're in the right place you're throwing the ball to the right you know the right bag on a cut all these other things you can compete you don't have to be the greatest coach in the world you don't have to play in the big leagues the minor leagues college whatever so but there's no real education there's more tournaments than there is the opportunity to educate these guys and that's why the stuff that you the winning baseball. And Nate are doing and oh. well, well winning baseball is phenomenal. Right. I mean it's I mean that's what hooked me, you know, right. into into uh you know, into our, our friendship, basically, right. you know, because I'm like, okay, this is this is it. Because for me, coming out of pro ball and doing what I did for a few years and then jumping back into this thing, I was never a coach. You know what I mean? I was just I, like you. I was the guy that went out and did it on my own. Now I got opportunities. I was able to find opportunities or be provided opportunities, and I took advantage of them. Right. I just didn't take the opportunity to go, okay, this is mine now. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, my you know, money's going to take care of this, whatever's going to take care of it. This is an opportunity. I'm going to knock this wall down. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know. Well, that's, I, was, I was just going to add the winning baseball, that's why I did that. Right. Was to try to lay a foundation, a developmentally appropriate foundation for parents that are coaching players that you know so if you want to if you're just a parent and you're not even coaching how do you help your your son mm -hmm. what are the basic right. those basic skill sets we were talking about that's one and then i wanted to piggyback on your comment of coaching your son and the jealousy that they experience you know one of the things i tried to tell Tabor was you're going to experience jealousy that's part of the toughness if you're going to play mm -hmm. this game at a high level what is every professional baseball player have they have ha the other team's fans hoping you're going to fail yep right you, you got half plus the other teams in that league hoping this you know yeah. that jeter is going to boot this ball and they're gonna, not going to get in the playoff mm -hmm. i mean people are going to pull against you but part of the mental toughness is being able to move past that and perform in spite of what other people think yeah. i mean how many of us are watching a college football game hoping the other team's going to screw up and fumble so we can get the mm -hmm. ball and score. People are going to pull against you for whatever reason. And part of toughness as a human being is understanding that that's just human nature, that people are going to do that, and it doesn't matter. Right. I'm going to go do my thing and have fun, and they can, if they want to pull bad on me, or, or maybe I can even take that that hate or whatever, you know, that we, what do we call it? We have that, when people talk bad about you, I forget the term, We I should know it. Anyways... Um, and turn it into motivation even, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like prove people wrong when people are doubting on you, doubters, you know, yeah. let's, let's use that as fuel. Because one thing I've learned, a lot of the audience have watched Michael Jordan's thing. Yeah. I just watched the one Last on Lance Armstrong. Okay. 
Um, and, and they all have, they're humans, just like right. us. People think you put them on a pedestal, they have their pluses and their minuses. But the one thing I'm taking away from these ultimate competitors is they found a way to have fuel every day, even if they had to make it up in their own mind as these battles to force mm -hmm. them to work at their best every single day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you can hate on Lance Armstrong for doping, but you know, what he accomplished, <laughs> I mean, the fact was they were, all the other ones were doping too. Right. So it's not like baseball where you have half, you know, or a right. quarter of the people that are doing steroids and the other aren't. In the cycling industry, they were almost all doing it. Right. So they all had the same advantage basically. Mm -hmm. And what he did in the Tour de France, like winning, it was yeah. like seven years in a row. He had to win like all these, you know, mm -hmm. stages, every one of them for like seven years. It's like at the elite level, that guy was the ultimate competitor. And a lot mm -hmm. of people hated him because it, his social skills maybe weren't all there and, you know, whatever. But I'm just talking about the competitive fire shape. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Being able to come every day, grind it out. Don't, don't care that other people are hating on you. You know what I mean? And perform at a high level. That's... A, that's when you're a parent and you're preparing your child for the path. That's what we're talking about. You have to prepare them. And failure and struggles and overcoming things help you when you finally get to those battles. Now you can fight them. If you've never had to overcome any of that stuff and it's been, you know, your path, oh, we're taking you off this team. And there's going to be occasions when somebody literally needs to be removed from a toxic environment. So mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about. Right. Okay. But, you know, if you're constantly like, oh, you know, oh, oh, and moving them and jumping them and sorry. And, you know, then all of a sudden they get to where they got to truly fight in college. Well, what do you get? A thousand people on the transfer. Well, how many, so, yeah, yeah. How you many guys you see going to college and then after their first year, second year go, you know, I'm done. I, you know, I, I've been dreaming about playing in college my whole life and then understand that this is, right. you know, then you look and, it, you know, it, 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 it knocks you out. You know, you, people just said, you know, and again, the environment that I grew up in, it was, you know, you step on necks all the way up. Right, and then some of those next are going to get back up and come right behind you, and they're going to keep coming. Right. Don't ever fall back down to pick them up, right? Because if, if if they're going to compete with you and they're going to get in that arena with you, then you're there to win, right? You're there to take them down, and 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 not just not just not just like, hey, okay, I beat you, you know, you're you're there to take them out, and they're not they're not a, you know, they don't affect you the rest of your life, and some of them come back because when you get to a certain level, you get to the top, then there's like-minded people there, and right. then you even become even more competitive or even or better in what you what you want right. and that's the part that we try to you know you try to pass on to these kids you go go back talking about like i'm you know I, listen in the end the, the odds of these guys making the big leagues Man, i mean it's 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 Man, I, like i'm I, i'm very proud of it right? right you know and and i look back at the numbers and i go like holy cow how did i navigate through the system especially i started thinking about getting into pro ball and um you know, oh yeah, I signed with the Orioles. The whole thing, you know, got my, you know, I got the plaque. I don't even have the plaques. You know, my father and the scout there. You know, and all of a sudden you get into this environment, and you're in a clubhouse with 150 guys from all over South America as well. And now, I got to navigate through levels. So I got to be one of the best at every level, which was only five levels, right? That to get to the big leagues, you know, and then you got to knock the guy out that's in the big leagues. So you think about those numbers and how you have to manipulate through that. And if, and if you're weak of heart, weak of mind, you're done. done. You're absolutely done. So whatever is, you know, people say negative or bad. And I had this conversation with a man the other night. The things that I went through, you know, like growing up, not good. You know what I mean? 
But if I didn't have those, I don't know that I would have been able to fight myself through that situation. Yeah, I love to play, right? You know, but I know that I, I left guys in the in the minor leagues that were better than me. I left them there, you know, because I was mentally tougher than them. I was better prepared than them. I could, yeah, you know, I could mind. I could. I don't want you mind effort, game. but you know, the it's mental like, game. Well, I, I tried to viscal. It didn't work. Right. Yeah, I told I told Omar when he came up. Listen, dude, I'm better than you. You're just younger than me. Remember that. Right. <laughs> that went down, down pretty quick. I tried, but you it worked had, on a lot of other guys. And see, but my point is, you had to he had it, climbed though. the ladder and he got up here. I wanted to right. get. The, you know what I mean? Right. So if I could figure out how to bring that guy down to me, I got him. Right. But he stayed up here, and I was. You made I, him I, good, right? I made him the yeah. best because he yeah. knew I was on the bench. <laughs> he knew if he went down, I had him. <laughs> he was probably never going to see. They're probably going to send him down, release him or something. <laughs> that's yeah. the mental game though, yeah. that you're talking about, which yeah. is the next separation. But that, but that yeah. is that's at the big league level. Yeah, there's no weak minds up there. No. I mean, there's a lot of talent, but there's a lot of talent. There's 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 some Hall of Fame talent that I saw in the minor leagues that never got to the big leagues. Without a doubt, unbelievable because the mental side of it, they weren't tough enough to deal with it. You know, and you talk about the the kid going to school. He can't even he can't handle getting for class. He can't take care of himself he can't do all those certain things you know who prepared who did that who, who did that it, right the parents were yeah preparing so, the path instead you know, of preparing now, the now, now, you, now you get somewhere where this it was this game that you love playing and now it's actually your job and it's your livelihood and you're going to get paid and now you're trying to get a pension out of it you know you better be you better be ready you know when and not not ready when you not ready when you get to the park or the game starts ready when you wake up so. so the mind, you know, we don't give near enough credit to the mental game. No. Near enough credit. Like, you know, with guys like Springer, you know, and Trotsky with the mm -hmm. sixth tool. And, mm -hmm. you know, Nate and I talk about the mental side and character and makeup. Mm -hmm. You know, character and makeup and, you know, how important that is. And you've been nailing all of it. I mean, you, you've been summarizing so much of that character mm -hmm. and makeup. Um, it's the separator. Because physical tools, you're going to run, everybody's going to run throw, you know, to a certain degree, some a little better than others in certain areas, you know, but so you get to the highest levels, the tools are all there. So what's the separator? It's the mental. It's the mind. And handling the failure, right handling time. the competition, come, come, everything. Comes to a point when you're sitting in the dugout, 25-man roster, 35-man roster, college, whatever it is, and everybody over there can physically do what you can do. Yeah. How do you beat them? Yeah. How do you beat them? It's, it's, it's between the ears. You know, it's your <laughs> preparation. It. It's, yeah. it's, you know. It's all the things uh, we're talking about that people don't want to do and don't take the time to do or they're not doing for whatever yeah. reason. They don't put emphasis on it. Yeah. You know, so is there, has anybody dropped a question? In yeah, course? yeah, we have, yeah. we have a few. I mean, we, we covered some of these, but I mean, right. I guess you guys can give just a brief answer um, from Rachel Robinson. How have you, how have you had to adjust coaching, if at all, to prepare parents to have realistic expectations for their little league players? For little league, I can tell you for high school players. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what I do for high school. Here's, players. here's the deal with little league. Um, we we run we run an organization. We have we have ten u ten u group in here. We have one. I'm not I'm not a fan of it. I really I, I wish kids would just go play little league. Stay right. in the rec. Stay in their organization. Go enjoy it. Parents enjoy it. Let them go have pizza. Let them go do everything. But you know, and then the flip side to that for me is that when we talked about earlier, there's not enough credible coaches out there to like if you somebody wants to play this game and get better then put them in the right environment but you got to find that right environment so the parents a lot of times they just think okay he's got to play travel ball he's got to play travel and what's happened with everybody having to play travel ball is travel ball has gotten watered down 
big time. And then you know, rec ball is is has been just blown apart because wow. you may have that one kid that's really really good, and you got nothing in between that 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 hurts them. So um, to my point, I just I, it's 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 a wish. There's there's no real answer to that, Rach. But it's you got to let them play, and you got to let the kids enjoy themselves, and let them step and, and step away from you know, get their uniform ready. You know, get them excited about the game. Make sure they get enough rest. Make sure they, you know, they're, they're eating right. And take them to the field and let it go. Let Trust go. the process. Just, just let it go. Let you know, go. I mean, the, the cream will always rise to the top. And the other part we go back to is, you know, you got to give them a chance to like it and not like it. And not like it because you want them to like it. That's right. the point. So just, right. you know, back off and enjoy it. I mean, listen, my boy's getting ready. My daughter's 35. She's a nurse in Santa Fe. My other one's 33, lives down in, in Tampa, married, baby. Zach is a year away from going to school. Tabor's in school. I asked you last night, does it still hurt, you know, letting him go? And then, yeah, well, he's 22. You've gotten used to it. But the first time they walk right. out the door, right. and it comes fast, right? Dylan's three years out of from high school. It comes fast, and then they, and they move on. So if you can't enjoy this process of them just playing the game, and being kids and playing the game like we talked about, then you know everybody's miserable. Give me, give me, give me a guitar. <laughs> That's right. Start with the chords. <laughs> will you, will you re- ask her questions for, again? Re- what from Rachel? What did she say? She said, "How have you had to adjust coaching, if at all, to prepare parents that have realistic expectations for little league players?" Okay. Well, I can tell you at the high school level, real fast. I mean, the way I pre- try to prepare my parents, try being the operative word is through meetings and just explaining processes and expectations to them because travel ball has hurt high school tremendously. The mindset of you play three innings, you play three innings, you play this game, you play this game, you pay, you get on the team. But I mean, high school at our, you know, in Georgia and even when I was in North Carolina, so I'm in Georgia now, um, you know, we were the number one ranked high school 6A team in the state when we got the plug pulled on us 15 games in. How do you get there? Well, you certainly don't do that by playing this guy three innings and this guy three. I mean, we're playing the bet. We're trying to find our best lineup, and that lineup is going in night in and night out. If you're a role player, you're probably going to stay a role player, probably, unless you can win a spot through the season or an injury happens or whatever. It's going to be this. And that's a, for people that play travel ball, that's grow up playing travel ball, that's a hard pill to swallow Mm -hmm. to see your kid on the bench every day. You know, like they think that you don't like them or, you know, they come up with all these things in their mind as to why they're being mistreated and being. So to answer her question, you know, I have meetings with expectations, just explain, help explain the process. So the the people that are on listening to us today, this is to me, this is huge because this is stuff that you're getting, not that we know it all, but you're broadening your horizon to understand what things look like at higher levels and that should help you make better decisions as a parent our our, our organization is one team per age group by design that's awesome because you know the kids you know the kids you're gonna and it's almost like a minor league type of setting where our recruitable ages are our big leagues right so up to that point you develop them or you recognize that you don't that they don't have what it takes to to get that level because you can't take a kid that can't play at 15 16 17 years old and have the expectations that from the parent that you're going to get him a scholarship because the only way that you're going to get a scholarship to play this game is to be able to play the game. Yeah. Nobody just takes people. 
Right. You know, I mean, hey, you know, hey, this is a good guy. You know, hey, the parents, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Right. So, um, you know, that that. But uh, for us, it's, it's easy because this, and I've said it before, this is our loss leader. We make no money with our teams. We make money everywhere else to take care of our business and stuff like that. But our teams isn't a, isn't a money maker because it, I I love this game too much to tarnish it for that. Right. Right. Good for you. Um, so we can we can let people go. And the other side of it is the parents. You know, I tell the parents in the meetings, it's like, listen, we've let we've let. A lot of people go in the middle of series, in the middle of weekends, you know, like, see you later, that's enough. Okay, you're not doing that to the parents behind the fence, I get it, and you're not doing that to the kids, so see you later. So we're in a different, we're, we're in a unique position. Right. What, another question? What, we'll go one more. Um, <clears throat> Candace Fraley says, I've had a college coach tell my son to get good grades. You want money to help you pay for baseball and in college, get good grades. Why are we not pushing this to young kids anymore? That's a great question. I got it. If you want it, you want it. Go both. I got okay. do it up. So yeah. So academic money is is huge. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would argue that you know you could get more money through academics than you can through athletics, especially in baseball. You know, Division One levels eleven point seven scholarships for thirty five man roster. I mean, think about that. Okay, and you got to have pitching. So the pitchers are going to get a lot of it, and you'll have one or two others, and then everybody else is getting what's a twenty-five percent minimum. Yeah, 25 if you get minimum. a if you get a scholarship, if you get it, you know. Otherwise, a lot of these guys are paying their full tuition to play. Okay, so where do you get the money? Academics. Well, there's some schools. I'll use Tabor as an example. His freshman year at Gardner Webb University, Division One school, they can stack. So they gave him athletic money and academic money. We don't care as parents where the money's coming from. Okay, you don't care if it's all athletic or it's sure. money going, to, mm -hmm. you know, and not all schools can do that, universities, um, but that particular one could, and uh, but he, let's say it, they couldn't, and you you're not getting a scholarship, but but they're going to give you this huge academic piece. That's money you don't have. To, that's a scholarship. Yeah. Who cares where it comes from? That's a school a school's a school's going to ask you for GPA and SATs right away because it, it allows them to hold on to more of their athletic money if they have it, right? And they're going to give it to the players that necessary. So they're going to go down the academic route first. The, the other point to, to um, Ms. Fraley's question is that we're baseball guys, right? And we're trying to build men and we're encouraging. Like I had a, a, one of my 12-year-old kids. Mom sent me, sorry, he wasn't at practice last night. He didn't do what he was supposed to do academically. I support you. It's not for me to go chase after it. It's for you to parent your kid as far as academics. Some people value academics. You know, I have families in here yep. that, you know, academics first and foremost. Okay, we've got, we got a, a player at Washington and Lee, Division One player. Mm -mm. You know, and even his mindset was, I want the academic side of it. I'm happy. I'm happy playing here. It's competitive baseball. I'm going to play baseball as long as I can. And maybe, you know, lightning strikes and whatever, and I get a chance to play minor league. If I do, great. If not, I have this amazing... I have this amazing degree and this this tremendous network coming out of there. So, you know, it 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 falls on the parents, you know. And 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 understand if you're an organization that listen, if if our number one dude and he's going to be a number one draft pick and he's going to play, you know, he's going to pitch for us in a championship game somewhere and the mom calls up and says he didn't do what he was supposed to be doing. I'm like, "Good. Good for you. See you later. Next. Here we go." Because that's life. That's reality, mm -hmm. yep. right? So, you know that's it, it. They have to parent. We'll do the baseball, but if if there's if there's a uh, if there are rules in a household regarding academics or anything, attitude, anything, I'm all for it. I'm a parent. You know, I don't. I don't you know, so that makes the kid better. You know, that makes the kid. So better. that's that's where it goes. But 
when we were growing up, what did they? We, the, I remember hearing things like when I was growing up, you know, in the eighties, mm -hmm. that the universities could somehow make an exception if you had really bad grades and you would still right, get this right. scholarship. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it. You know, like yeah. And but it's not that way. I'm just speaking from the baseball side, like. You know, now, like, you, you got to toe the line. And not just that, you got to get to school and then toe the line yep. academically. You know, you can't cheat your way through. You know, you, you got to be able to do the work. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, so the academic preparation to me, if you're a student, if you're a good student, you should be a good student of the game. Because to me, if you can't be a good student, that shows you're not disciplined, that you don't understand mm -hmm. what's important. You know, because when you get to college, you're going to have to be able to do those things. So, I mean, it says a lot about a person's character. One, it might not be easy for you academically, right. but you have to work harder. Well, what same principle applies on mm -hmm. the baseball field, right? If you're not quite as talented, you got to put in the work and somehow rise up. Listen, so, when, you, when, you, when, you get to, when you get the chance to go to college, the idea of being a kid is transitioning into becoming you know, an adult. Right. Because your responsibility is becoming adult-like. Because what they don't realize is that families have invested all the way through the process to get you there. And now they're investing in school. Right. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes right. before it even gets to that point. So right. if you can't take that and look at say, okay, you know, I've been invested in, you know, and, and, and make it work, then it, it, it won't work overall long-term. Right. That's so, all we got. That's it. Amazing. Yeah, we roll we roll the heck out of this. We could do this all day long. Yeah, yeah. I felt like we just got started. There you go. I know he's he's got to go do a three hour uh, virtual camp tonight, That's don't tomorrow. you? No, we do the Trotsky Tuesday tonight. So for Trotsky those that are Tuesday. still on, yeah, okay. we have the we. It's a uh, just like this. Yeah, we're gonna talk tonight about. Uh, is it okay to talk about? it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna yeah. talk about the, in our opinion, Nate and my's opinion, the three most difficult plays that infielders have to make and why, and what we have to do to work on those. That's going to be the topic. It's a mm -hmm. podcast scenario. Mm -hmm. So you go to Trotsky Baseball on, on Facebook. They'll have to like that, and then they'll see the live, just like they mm -hmm. do this. Okay, that'll come through. Tomorrow is week two of the virtual camp. Infield, we're going to put an emphasis on the backhand plays, mm -hmm. which we'll talk a little bit about tonight, but tomorrow is the camp. And if you're wondering, like, what the heck is a virtual <clears throat> camp? You know, how does that work? Get on my Facebook page, Trotsky's Facebook page. So I have my Winning Baseball Facebook page, Trotsky Baseball. We're on Twitter. Mine's at Coach Mongero. Nate's is Trotsky Baseball. And you can we've done literally a video montage. So you can see, like, this is legit, and it mm -hmm. is legit. So the camp is tomorrow. It's a two-hour camp. It starts uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, goes for two hours. Then we have a one-hour Q&A that the, the, the campers – get to write questions and just the campers. It's just open mm -hmm. to the people in the camp. And there's still time to register. And the beautiful thing is if you register for camp tomorrow, okay, you can go back and buy week one's camp, the link, you know, for the whole camp. Or, you, you, you know, you can walk in right now tomorrow and you'll be fine. Right. It's not like you have to have gone to week one. Mm -hmm. We've designed it that way on purpose because we knew that people would see what we did week one and go, oh, geez, you know, I, I missed it. I, I wanna, missed it. Yeah, I want to get in. So that's tomorrow. That that would be Trotsky, T R O S K Y Ranch R A N C H dot com. That's the website where they can get to the virtual camp to register for that, and it's very affordable. I think it's forty dollars for three hours of of camp. So I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I hope, yeah, something like that. Very very close to that. Might you're, be. you're the content, not the marketer. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so, well, good. Well, we appreciate it, Trent. I'm yeah. glad you're here and. 
That was a good. I don't know how long we went. We went a long Hour time. Hour twenty. Sweet. Yep. Yeah, wow. we could. We could. We've done this at the, the ABCA when you sit around and it's fun when you get a group of guys just kind of going yeah. at the game and you it's know, baseball. It's, it's, it's what we know. The game. I, we that's know. why I think as a, the parents, it, the coaches, the young players, if they, if they will listen. You know, to us, they can gain knowledge. You don't have to yeah. figure this stuff all out yourself. We had to kind of figure it out. Now we're trying to, like, give you guys shortcuts, you know, mm-hmm. to, to... I'm just trying to help out. Listen, we're yeah. stewards of the game. We yeah. love the game. We want the game to be the best it possibly could be, and we want to see the best come out of it. Um, so, well, appreciate it. One tool, yeah. as usual. Okay, Drake. Yeah. Right. And, he'll, uh, he'll be doing it next week. Yeah, we're yeah, going to be I'll, doing this be again. Yeah. yeah. Peace out, everybody. Yeah.